0: Nothing will come easily for this football team this season. I think we can agree on that, but it also doesn't need to be perceived as borderline impossible. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. If you are a regular reader of mine at DK Pittsburgh Sports, you'll find a column on our site this morning in which I really go hard at this notion that the Steelers are going to basically suck. And it's it's universally, it seems, embraced. I I shouldn't say universally. There, There are some exceptions. I've seen a couple of pieces by the more analytical and less hot takesy types who have weighed all of the pros and cons of what the Steelers have done and have looked at the rest of the division and the schedule that they have and say okay well you know maybe there's something here and i've seen a couple that have even gone as far as to say that they're going to win 11 or 12 games i'm not ready to go there but the general consensus including the odds makers who of course set their odds based on actual bets and humans putting their money down have the steelers at 7.5 wins and i get into that in the column and for anybody who would want or need a link to it i'll be sure to include it wherever it is that you find this podcast but there's one specific part of this that i feel is important to bring up and it's got nothing Nothing to do with the Steelers. And that's that they have the NFL's third easiest strength of schedule. Last year, you'll recall, they had the hardest strength of schedule of any team in football and still somehow managed to go 9-7-1, despite not having an offensive line, having a bunch of rookies at a bunch of positions, especially on offense, and losing some key pieces to injury along the way. This year, that strength of schedule is the third easiest. Now, take into consideration within that, that, you know, six of their games are against the AFC North, as always. One team in the AFC North just went to the Super Bowl, and the Bengals are probably going to be pretty good again. They lost some important pieces since that game, but nothing that they shouldn't be able to uh, continue sustaining the healthy trajectory that they're on, especially with their offense. They're going to have some work cut out for them defensively. But is it ever safe to look at any two AFC North teams and say, oh yeah, the Bengals are going to sweep that team again? The Bengals are going to sweep the Steelers again. I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. I'm also not feeling a sweep in the other direction. But I could see a split. And the same goes, by the way, for Steelers versus Ravens. Last season, it was the Steelers doing the sweeping. That's always very hard to do. And in fairness, Baltimore was missing just an obscene number of vital players with the Ravens. Be on some big bounce back, though, this year, I'm not seeing that either. And I'm not just saying that because they no longer have any wide receivers. I mean, the whole thing with Lamar Jackson and not throwing the football and whatever has just become like a, a comedy routine. It was, you know, amusing for a year or two, but now it's just become a joke and kind of a tired joke at that. I, I don't know what to expect from them. Um. Uh, But I don't see the Steelers sweeping them any more than I see the Ravens sweeping the Steelers. So I'm going to put this down for another split. And then there's the other guys. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. It remains to be seen to what extent the NFL will suspend Deshaun Watson. And within that, it remains to be seen where this mistake on the part of the Cleveland front office, will rank in the annals of most boneheaded acquisitions slash signings in the history of, not the NFL, not the sport, of all sports ever. There is such a spectacularly staggering amount of money in this equation. And I'm not saying this in some way to... Make football sound more important than the accusations or anything to that effect. I think those of you who've been listening to me uh, for a long time will know I don't do that sort of thing. But this is a football show, and we're talking about a football team. And we're talking about a football team that's going to be devastated by this with no escape hatch. With nowhere to run, because if you think that they can just go knocking on Baker Mayfield's door, oh wait, if they do go knocking on Baker Mayfield's door and he comes back, that's even better for the rest of the division and everyone else the Browns play. Funny thing, when I went to do the research for this column, I looked at what the Las Vegas oddsmakers had for All of the teams in the AFC North, you know what they have for the Browns? None. They're not taking bets on them. You know why? Yeah, that's why. I'm not of the view that Watson was going to carry the Browns into contention. They've got a lot of other issues. And no quarterback, even one as capable as Watson, was going to be able to rewrite that script with the snap of a finger. But without him, without any quarterback, or with whoever they might be able to get in a panic in the final month leading into training camp, or if the NFL's decision comes deeper into camp, I'll say this, and I'm going to say it with conviction. There is no way this league, or this commissioner, particularly after he completely blew it in the Ray Rice matter. We'll let Watson take a single snap in anger for the Browns. Not this year, and I don't think next year. And that's got to be done for a whole bunch of reasons, sooner rather than later. I'm stunned that as we're speaking right now, he's not already on the restricted list that the default mode is everything is okay it's not okay and once that decision is rendered and it will be the browns are a total non thing so boomeranging this all the way back if i'm right about the steelers splitting with the bengal's and the ravens that would be what 4 and 2 inside the division that's not bad that's not bad considering that the majority of the weight when it comes to measuring strength of schedule of course is the other 11 games and not the six inside the division oh man a lot of people are going to be surprised this fall when we come back j1q in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454 Today's J1Q comes from Jeffrey Butler who asks, DK, I seem to recall a certain former Pro Bowl corner who remains unsigned, and I assume that his asking price goes down every day. Has the Joe Hayden ship sailed? Every indication, Jeffrey, from inside the Steelers is that the ship has sailed. Once the Steelers make up their minds that you are out of their plans, with very, very, very few exceptions, almost always cap-based, then you're actually out of their plans. And if you didn't take the hint the first time, you might have to get it a second time. I could list examples into infinity, but just going over the last couple of years, when the Steelers made it clear to Juju Smith-Schuster that he wasn't going to be back, he took the hint. He understood that an offer wasn't forthcoming and that it really wasn't going to be about money. They just felt he wasn't going to be able to contribute the way they needed. Now, the counter example to that is the one from last summer when Vince Williams was Cut because of his $4 million cap hit and then brought back, we thought anyway, on a $1 million cap hit. And then Vinny was like, no. Changed his mind, found religion, and God bless him. Love the guy forever. But even in that case, I guess you could say that when it was time, according to the Steelers, it was time. So with Hayden, I mean, here we are. How many months later, there's been no activity on Joe, at least not any that's made it into the public. If there's a team that's been connected with him, there's been some peripheral noise about a return to the Browns, but I don't know that any of that would have come from inside the Cleveland front office as opposed to people there just bringing him up because of you know, what he meant In his early years there. And of course, the sting of losing him to the Steelers and watching him perform as well as he did here. In Pittsburgh, you have a situation where Levi Wallace was brought in as a free agent to be your other outside corner opposite Akella Witherspoon. I'm of the opinion that they could use additional depth, but I also know that Cam Sutton can go inside or outside depending on the need. So there's flexibility there too. You've got enough guys it seems like, who could handle the various sub-packages, nickel and dime packages. You've even got Trey Norwood who can kind of do a little bit of, well, everything. Nickel, dime, safety, you name it. Now, the one thing that can change, the one thing that stands out in any personnel scenario is that somebody can get hurt. And if that were to happen, particularly out in Latrobe. And Joe's a phone call away, and you know that Joe has a great relationship with everyone at the franchise and everything else. You see what I'm saying? That that's where you say, okay, let's let's bring Joe in. But I don't think you're going to see it as long as everybody's there. And, and this might not mean anything, but the, the, for what it's worth, the positional and defensive coaches who were interviewed last week, whenever Joe came up, it was always it was great having him. Uh, he'll be missed. It was past tense kind of talk, so that could just be slips of the tongue. It could mean nothing, but no, the answer right now is no. It does not look like there's a chance that Joe will be back, but never say never. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We will do another one tomorrow.